following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. It's that time to uh, listen to our voices for another 45 minutes to an hour. We can go longer than that. For movie reviews? The second. A three-hour movie the, review? The second. On this movie? The on second. On this one? Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that you found very deep and meaningful in the this second one. second time. The first yeah. movie review, it's only going to be like a minute, minute and a half. That's just because I was nervous. The second movie review, that's where the magic happens. It's the refractory period in yeah. between. I got to cry a little bit. I got to eat a sandwich. Then, but the second movie review... Never judge me by the first. I'll try not to. I never do. <clears throat> I, well, anyways, <laughs> on that note, this is our movie review, and this is episode, what, 15? Did you say 15? Yeah, I don't know. It's like 25. I got the five right. 25. Huh. No. Yeah, it's it, we've, we've done a lot of these. We've done quite a few of these. That's yeah. pretty freaking crazy yeah. in my eyes, but... <clears throat> it's, it's episode BPTMR movie review 25, but it's like the... Uh, 29th or 30th. Yes. Yes. So let's get right into this one. The movie that we are reviewing today is my pick, and it is 2022's Home Alone 2 Lost. In it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, I'm still bitter about that. I, yeah. I still want to talk review. About, I still want to talk about the gate damage. Oh, we will. But this one is 2022's. The Munsters, Rob Zombies. Now, this is going to be an interesting one. A lot of people, I have not spoken much at all about my thoughts on this movie because I am a pretty big Rob Zombie fan. So there are some people that are interested in what my uh, review on this is going to be. I watched it a second time last week. And um, yeah, so before we get into our ratings, let me read you this very hokey synopsis I found on Google. About Rob Zombie's The Munsters. So Lily, a typical 150-year-old lovelorn vampire who's looking for the man of her nightmares, until she lies her eyes on Herman, a seven-foot-tall green experiment with a heart of gold. It's love at first shock at these two ghouls fall fangs over feet for each other in a Transylvanian romance. Unfortunately, it's not all smooth sailing in the cemetery as Lily's father has other plans for his beloved daughter's future. So, this uh, movie stars... Sounds pretty accurate. Basically, anybody that's been in a Rob Zombie movie. Most everybody. Uh, the main ones are his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie, Jeff Daniel Phillips, Daniel Roebuck, Richard Brake, Cassandra Peterson has a, a role in this as well. Elvira. But, uh, yes, Elvira, for those that don't know. Uh, Sylvester McCoy, Jorge Garcia. He was my favorite. Thomas Boykin. 
He would be. Uh, but before we get into it, let's go around the room here and let's get everybody's rating. Let's start with Alani. I really wished you would have started on this one. Me too. Me? I want to hear yours. Uh, yeah. You want to hear me? You do. Let's yeah. do you first. Is it, why? Is your guys's depending on what I say? No, not really. But it could be. I'm very easily. I'm swayed. not. I'm not easily swayed at all. I just want you to get yours out there to know how much of a dickhead I am. Okay. So everybody knows I love Rob Zombie. The only movie of his I do not like and I've watched three times is Lords of Salem. And that's because it's completely different than his gritty, bloody, graphic, horrific movies that he normally makes. Starting with Halloween 2 and then you get 31 and 3 from Hell. Those movies took me about two times, three times to watch to appreciate them. So now we move on to The Monsters. I watched it when it, the day it came out and then I watched it, like I said, last week i after the first time watching it i really did not know how to feel about it i didn't realize what i was my brain wasn't comprehending that it was a rob zombie that rob zombie wrote and directed this so gave it a about a month before i watched it again and what i will say about this is uh, rob zombie needs to stick with what brought him to the dance when it comes to filmmaking this is a completely different type of movie, completely different than Lords of Salem. It's family friendly. I don't I don't know if he was writing all the stuff in this movie or if he had help, but like I know the jokes are supposed to be hokey. I know it's supposed to take after the original, but even the original wasn't as insulting to your to a viewer's intelligence I'll, as this. I'll interject a touch bit here. Obviously, from the way I started, you can tell what my opinion is. There's a huge difference between hacky and cheesy. The original series was cheesy. This movie was just hacky. Right, right. But, uh, you know, and we'll get more into this, too, about, you know, it's a typical Rob Zombie with his same cast members he might throw a new person in here and there in movies and stuff i love the color of it because it reminded me of his very first movie house of a thousand corpses but then at the same time the makeup jobs especially on herman were so bad that if this would have been released in black and white i think it would have made it somewhat more tolerable as much as i wanted to like this movie i just i don't know i i i couldn't I watched the making of documentary, which is one of the things I love about Rob Zombie's movies. This one was an hour long. I got respect for it watching that, but I honestly am going to say the only good thing about this movie was um, Daniel Roebuck's portrayal of Grandpa Munster. He seemed like the only one that really gave a fuck about trying to do his character justice in the movie. Highly agree. So with all that being said... I, I'm sorry, Rob, but you're going to cry. I'm going to give this, <laughs> I'm going to give this a four. Oh, Jeez. it's going to be so much easier reviewing this movie now. Jeez. Oh, now I'm the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Go Lonnie. Oh man. You hit so many points that I was so scared of saying Sherry Moon Zappa and Jeff Daniel Phillips were the worst casting this movie could have ever had. Like they couldn't have had, I, I'm pretty sure JDP and Sherry had never seen a single episode of the Munsters in their lives. I will say there were points where Sherry was good at it. At just small little tidbits here and there. But yeah, Jeff, no. No, not at all. <laughs> and with there was quite a few different iterations of Herman Munster as well. And we'll get 
we can get into that later if we get to it, but he, he didn't take after any of them. Like he tried to be his own thing and his own thing couldn't have been more wrong. Herman Munster was silly at times, but he was always kind of level headed and cared about his family. Well, Jeff Phillips's portrayal was he was just a fucking idiot. Like he was just <laughs> dumb. Yeah. yeah. And blunt, there, bluntly said. Yeah. <laughs> and there were so many other good actors in this film, but then again, Tin Can Man was he was in like half of one episode of the original series and the brother who's a wolf who was a major character in this was in like a quarter of one episode yeah. that was in this like who gives a shit? Where was where was like I get his or whatever. I'm not going to get into my bad things because I'm sure I'll have plenty of time. Um, time. I think Jeremy was gracious giving this a four. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> Youch. <laughs> well, a lot of things he said I, I want to touch on, but oh, he I was being very generous about that. I haven't spoken on a lot of things. So, uh, Justin. That's me. I loved it. I love the cinematography. 8.5. <laughs> I am going to be rating it. Hold on. Let me let me go back here. We'll have to wait to see if John, by the time we're done, gives us his points for it. Since he is not here tonight, as you've noticed, there's only three of us chatting. Yes. Yeah, we're waiting on John to get us a message back, at least for the ratings part. He was supposed to be here, uh, but we rescheduled a lot of things around and the before the session here. So um, he didn't have time to watch it. Yes. So my review on this. You know, I was a bit of a Munsters fan growing up. I wasn't a diehard. I just liked the whole, I mean, it was more of an Adams family, but Munsters was really cool too. I mean, those were your like go-tos for that genre. Well, yeah, if you liked the macabre cinema, it was, yeah, it was, you didn't have many options. Yeah. And I, mm, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Like, that's kind will of how I, I feel. I will I watch hate- it again? If I, I have to watch nice. it again, I will watch it again. But uh, I, I can, I will try to stave off from watching it. I think now that Jeremy said it, I would probably be more inclined to want to watch like the be, the making of the behind the scenes because I feel like you're getting something more to the core of what the monsters was. Not only that, but also what Rob Zombie is. I feel going into this is this isn't really like it is Rob Zombie, but it isn't Rob Zombie. You know, like he is staying way too in in the lines for his. You know, everything I love about him is outside the lines of this movie, you know? Well, here's the thing, and not to interrupt your your thing, but in the making of, Rob Zombie didn't seem like he even wanted to be on set making the movie. He well, seemed very, like, I know they had to take time off because of COVID. Like, they took a year off yeah. in between it. But just watching him on set, it just seemed like he had other things he wanted to be doing. Well, and there's there's something into that due to the production We'll get into, and I'll, I'll talk about that before we get into talking about the movie once he's done. Okay. Yeah. Also, I guess hitting on that too, I thought there was a point I could have just where I read an article way back when, when he wanted to just write the whole thing off. Like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I could have sworn they were trying to just close shop entirely. He has, he, he attends to do that with lots of things. Like he was pretty far into the making the remake of the, the crop. You know, yeah. That's oh, yeah. when he dumped that. Well, he well. was going to do like a Groucho Marx one. And then I think right. he had a script for that and then dump that because, but anyways, just, yeah. so this <laughs> movie, like, ah, I so wanted to get into it. Like everything was very, I mean, how much time did you spend writing this for the Herman character? Almost everything that he was saying, I was already saying in my mind before it even happened. I'm like, oh my God, this is so, 
you already know it. I know just to speak a little bit on John's point at one point, he was saying like that didn't really have much of a plot. I wouldn't necessarily agree, although I wouldn't say it was like a strong plot. It's like they just needed a new place. There, there wasn't a plot to this at all. Like that's one thing I want to get into once we get into yeah, this. It's mainly just following the money. The plot or lack thereof. Yeah. The thing with it was very unnerving, I guess, to watch for me. For me, I did like some of the colors, but there was like this constant grazing or flashing. It might have been like the natural fire flicker that's on people's faces. Everything was too up close. Like you could see all the pores and all that. I mean, like it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it kind of like you, you're looking more into the detail than you are the the story. Like it, the story is supposed to be bright, colorful, etc. Like I liked it at the very end, the last 15 minutes. And then everything up to that, there was a few things that got me a chuckle. There was a character who was, what, on screen for maybe 20 minutes or so. Jorge Garcia is the, the, his little Igor character or whatever. Like, he was my favorite character because he was so natural. Sherry Moon's acting was way too much. Phillips's acting, I felt like he was trying to be Bruce Campbell, trying to be Brendan Fraser, trying to play Herman Munster. It's like he was, I couldn't follow. But I am getting it a little bit higher of a rating than you guys. I'm going to give it a six. All right. So that's that would a, bring us to about like a 4 or 4.5. Yep, that's a 4.5. A BPT rating of 4.5. He rating of 4.5. I'm very curious. I think John would have probably been where we all were. Probably give it about like a 4 or 5 or someplace in there. But before we get into this, I'm going to ask you, is this a movie that you guys would show to your, like, would you show it to Moxley when he's old enough to appreciate it? Would you show it to Zora and Maya? I don't think so. I mean, I, I would play it. If, Do you think they would enjoy it? I don't think so. Nowadays, when I play movies, things that they even request, you know, they'll watch it for 10 minutes and then they're up and doing other things. I was like, why did we even put this on? Mm. But So this is something I would probably just have in the background. This yeah. is one of uh, <clears throat> this is one of those movies I will have in the background, as Jeremy always says. For I don't think you're talking to two two parents who probably aren't the best examples of proper parenting when it comes to media. We're horrible parents. When it comes to media. I don't want to say anything. Because your fav- your girl's favorite movie is it. One of them, yeah. She and, loves Pennywise. And, <laughs> and she's three. The and, wrong one. And Mox doesn't care as long as it's loud. So My oldest just, one has I finished the think, entire thing of Dexter, and she was like five when she finished it. So. I don't think this <laughs> is would keep Mox's attention. Maybe the colors in it, but but it Mox was. is a different different scenario altogether. Well, let's jump into the worst part about this movie. And to me, that's Jeff Daniel. Phillips well, even, portrayal. Be- even before we get there, like oh, I was okay. saying before. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So one of the downfalls of this movie right off the get go and what kind of irritated Rob Zombie and what a lot of people don't realize. Uh, and this is that back end of the movie business. And it, it's actually coming up right here on the screen. This is not a Universal Pictures movie. This is a Universal Pictures 1440 movie. Which what that means is it's filmed out of the country. It's filmed overseas and it's filmed – it's usually like a handful of directors. So what Universal 1440 does is they do the remakes of stuff but not the good ones. They do like Total Recall 2 or The Last Samurai 3 or Lost at Sea 1. So – it's they make the bad movies and they they put low budgets into them and they usually have 
like they have a certain amount of directors on crew and they go with them. So the fact that Rob Zombie was tied to one of these movies is weird to begin with. It was basically with. a fuck you, Rob Zombie. Well, like, I don't know if it was a, a, like a fuck you or if it was like a, hey, Rob Zombie, he wants to work with Universal. Okay, well, we don't want to be seen with Rob Zombie, so give him to the, the basement kids kind of a thing. So, so I don't see why not. I mean, like that just increases everybody's numbers. I I don't know. I just know uh, when I seen that that it was a 1440 movie it made a lot more sense with some of the bad choices they they made well, why he didn't is, have a lot of input probably. Probably not. and that was just it like towards the end of the documentary when they're getting closer to the end of making the movie he seemed like he was happy to be there but just the first majority the first half of filming god he just seemed miserable and you know, the thing about this is I feel like, and this is no slap in the face to um, the Mystery of the Manor movie, but I feel like this is Rob Zombie's Mystery of the Manor movie. It's more family-friendly, which is what this Mystery of the Manor movie is. It's a family-friendly thing. And I just, watching some of the things that he said on set or how he was conducting himself, I'm like, holy shit. I did and said that exact same thing on set for Mystery of the Manor. And it's just like, like he's my idol. People know that. I talk about him a lot, his movies a lot. And I think he has rubbed off on me with how I direct things. But yeah, it's. That was a harsh thing to say about Mystery <laughs> of the Manor. But Slap. no, not at all. But yeah, they had like a year because they, they're doing all the makeup tests and costume tests. In the documentary, and it says one year later, and that's when they started production and all this stuff. So it's like you even had a year off to somebody had to have been able to read that script and think, mm, we can make this better. We have time now. We can make this, like I said earlier, not so insulting to people's intelligence because I wasn't like a huge fan of the Munsters. I watched that more so than the Adams family, opposite of you. But I don't remember even as a kid the Munsters TV show being that insulting to your intelligence. Like, I think there's this thing that okay, so he's trying to do his rendition on it. But what I saw is like they are trying to do his rendition with today's language. It's like you're using everyday common vernacular, but you're not really like pulling from back then too. Although I mean, like you can and you can't. There. I would like to say there's a, a way to do it, and I would say he didn't do it. <laughs> no, not at all. I I don't know. Let, let's let's talk about Jeff Daniel Phillips here and his portrayal of which Herman who Monster, we have which, reviewed on the Boundless Pot Trap one time before when he was in the video fucking in a UFO. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. So I know Rob Zombie likes to use the same actors and actresses, and I get why he does it. Because you work well with certain people right. and you want to continue to work with them. And he will bring on new people here and there. But you mean to tell me, out of all your connections in the, the music industry and the movie industry, you don't know any other big tall guys. <laughs> Jeff Phillips was the only tall guy that you thought, hey, he is going to make a great Herman Munster. I mean... His his voice is just whiny like this all the time. And like Herman Monster never talk like that. That was all I was concentrating on whenever he would talk is like how he's, whiny his voice was. He's as tall as I am. Is he really? He's five seven. 
No, he's not. Yeah. You're full of shit. Well, I mean, like, he was obviously he was wearing those clogs. He's taller he's, than, I'm not taller than him. There's, yeah, you are. There's no way. 5'7, 1.70 meters. I think you're. He is 62. Oh, no, that's his weight. Pounds. Well, anyways, kilos. I still stand kilos. by it. That, I mean, he, he, no, Tyler Maine would have been a better choice. He doesn't have the acting chops. I was gonna say let's 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 not be too Although, hasty. You know what? Say Tyler Maine would be you a know better what? actor. Could I mean for for the, for a monsters piece? Do you think? I do you think Tyler Maine has like comedic acting? Yeah. chops. I think he. could. I'm sure he could. So if you watch the making of the four and a half hour long documentary making of Halloween. In between takes, Tyler Maine is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But wasn't Tyler Maine like 13? Then what? Thirteen. Tyler Maine, the guy that played Michael Myers. And oh, I thought Tyler Maine was a little kid. No, that's a uh, Dag. Okay. No, Tyler. Well, never mind. I'm sure Taylor Tyler Maine would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he was a little blonde kid. I, I would. Like, so technically, yeah, yeah, the kid blamed Michael Myers. I'll accept your apology in the form of an ice cream sandwich. I mean, and it'll it'll be a couple minutes, but I'm gonna have it back. The other thing with like I, I really I I what you had said I Lonnie is I believe that he never watched a single episode of not the Monsters one. and part of me wonders if Rob told him not to do that to be your own Herman Monster but at the same time he had to because he tried he attempted to do Herman's laugh which was overdone in my opinion like everything he times. was laughing at um and it's just it, I don't know. Didn't didn't make sense to me. Uh, what what are your guys's your, some of your thoughts on? Yeah, I had cats growing up that were closer to the Herman Munster laugh than that when they'd be <laughs> coughing up hairballs. Yeah, his he did nothing right. Everything with Herman Munster, the ball was dropped. His wardrobe was dropped. I'm pretty sure he was a rock star for a little bit, just for the fact to have him be wearing the leather jacket. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was the only reason he was a rock star for one night. I, I did like that that Zombie-A-Go-Go thing, which is a Rob Zombie. Isn't that one of the album covers has the Zombie-A-Go-Go? Is that a – that's not the name of it. No. Album. All right. But I think it does have like a nightclub. And that's, they utilize this in the movie. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that is supposed to be uh, Zombie-A-Go-Go band, which is supposed to be fronted by Captain Clegg and the Night Creatures which was also like a misfit type of band. Yeah. Rob Zombie actually presented them in Halloween 2. I think there's rough ties there. I could be mistaken. I would have to be fact-checked there, but yeah. Nice. Yeah, Cherry Moon's Apple was just awful. She had parts where it was like, you're trying, but it's just not her role. Just wanted to pinch her cheeks. Like, <laughs> you're doing so well. Just, just Justin, yeah. I'm going to send you a link here just because I want you to play it. Just for those that have not seen the movie, this is the this scene. Hopefully it plays when I get it to Justin here. Now, now with all that being said, though, Daniel Roblock and Sylvester McCoy, fucking great. They were my two points. Those two legitimately wanted to be there. They cared about their roles. They were throwing lines back and forth to each other. Like, they were good. Like they were the movie. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Grandpa Munster didn't have a uh, a mustache, but I like the adding of the mm -hmm. mustache to right. this version of yeah. it. It was something small and subtle, but his voice was dead spot on. on. Yeah, yeah. And 
They changed him so much, though, because even Grandpa Munster and the original Munsters, he was caring. He, he trusted Herman. He loved him. Now, like I said, this is a quote unquote prequel if you really think about the timeline. But like in this movie, he didn't like him and he hated him. And it was just so weird and it just felt wrong. And yeah. Do you get that link? We'll see if this goes through. This isn't it. Oh, I'm not hearing anything. So, oh, it's playing. This isn't the song though that he's singing in it. So, never mind. I just wanted to play that scene, that song that he sings when Lily first sees him in person. It's terrible. Now, speaking of terrible, the one part of the movie that really made me want to stop watching it—the airplane scene. No. Oh. The. The music montage where Sherry Moon and Jeff are singing Sonny and Cher's oh I Got You, Baby. God. That was amazing. How many times <laughs> did Sherry look, look into the fucking camera? She wasn't supposed to be looking into the camera, but she I, I think there was at least three times where she would like was doing her share thing and she looked at the camera as though she was like waiting for him to be like, cut. But oh my god, that was that was the, I think, the worst part of the movie for me. There are, this isn't, eh, I don't want to say, say it, like man. it's not a all bad thing. There's a few things that were kind of like locked in there. Like, okay, so Sherry Moon's character, you know, she kind of uh, goes on a date. Her first suitor is the Count Orlock guy. And at the very, well, not necessarily the end, middle part or so, <coughs> somebody's reading a newspaper. You can see that Count Orlock was eaten alive by rats or I guess he wasn't alive, but he was eaten dead by rats. Nah. I, I liked a little of these little hidden nuggets in like the text or in the background or something like that. I knew that was, sorry, to, Richard Brake played that character, that Nosferatu character that she went on the date with. Huh. Do you know who Richard Brake is? I don't think so. He was the mad scientist at the beginning of the movie that created oh. Herman. Oh, okay. That was him as Nosferatu really? as well. The guy Which, whose face was kind of molding off? I thought he was a pretty good actor. You couldn't. That's basically Richard Brake shaved. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, Richard Brake. If you ever hear this, you're a beautiful man. But that was the most ugly fucking acting he's ever done as that character. I thought it was great. But go on. Yeah, those little hidden nuggets thing. And when I was watching it, I was thinking of like, oh man, Jeremy's gonna hate this because pretty much in every single scene, there's CGI. There's at least like CGI rats or CGI bats somewhere. But, but it fits for unreal. a hokey movie it, like yeah. this. But that's a, that's uncharacteristic even for Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, yeah. yeah. There was a clever shout out to uh, who's the, the actor that played the original Herman Munster in the TV show? Marvel? It's Judd. Fred Quinn? Fred Quinn. Fred Quinn? Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. So there was a part in this one where after they move into the castle and there's somebody knocking on the door and like Herman's afraid to get it. He shouts out car 54. Where are you? Do you know what that's from? Wasn't that, that was a old cop show. That was an old cop show. And the guy that played the original Herman monster was the main character of that show. And that was an actual episode name though. Wasn't it? I don't know. I want to say there was, I didn't watch that show, but I thought that was a nice little shot, a little clever. Like we're going to have the character played by what was his name again? Fred Gwynn. Fred, 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 yeah. Fred Gwynn was also Judd from Pet Cemetery. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, here's another thing. Did you guys notice, again, this is where if it would have been in black and white, it would have been a little bit better and it would hide some of the, and the that, bad stuff. That was another thing that Universal 1440 wouldn't let them do. Really? Like, yeah, they were primed to shoot in black and white. And that's when Rob Zombie made the decision when they wanted to go extremely color vibrant. See, like that's he wanted I, the complete opposite of the spectrum. Yeah. If he couldn't have it his way, he wanted it the complete. I can't wait for him to way. to for this to be out out for a few years because he's going to tell all Rob Zombie about it. That was another thing too, because when the actors were walking around on set, like they were talking about how like the colors are so extravagant, how they looked like cartoons. So they yeah. also had to meet in the middle when they were doing the color correction and all that. So they had to amp up the background just to make them yeah, fit into where they're at. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why a lot of it looks so bad is because the saturation and the color correction was so much. While some scenes will look so idyllic and so beautiful, it's they just left it the way it was. They'd get one shot beautiful, and they go, well, a lot of these shots are like this, and then ignore the rest of the movie. They just leave it on that set. Well, what I was going to get at is when they're driving – in the convertible with Cassandra's character of uh, Barbara Carr, it's daytime. They're outside filming. It's sunny. Mm-hmm. If you look at Herman Munster, Jeff, under his eyes, his makeup is all smeared off and you can see his beige Special skin, skin yeah. color. I'm like, really? Like nobody noticed that on set. Like I understand on an independent movie set where maybe you're running out of time, you don't whatever, but it's like, this movie had a pretty big budget, and it's by a pretty known studio. You, there was, especially somebody like Rob Zombie, who's so detailed, and yeah, yeah, that he didn't notice that, or maybe he did, and he's probably just at that point where he's like, fuck it. Even still, like, you should be able to fix something like that in post, post as well. Yeah. Right. It's like, if you're going through the details and the eyes are a very lock-in shot on whatever you're editing... I don't know if you just want to throw it in the real or a layer filter over it. And I couldn't focus on anything else but that because it was so obvious. But I'm going to pose this question to Lonnie. I'm going to pose it to you. Okay. Yes. What is the plot of this movie? Good question. Um, if you think about it from like an outsider's perspective, I think it would be the origin story of Lily and Herman. Okay, Justin, I'm going to pose that question to you. What is the plot of this movie? It also kind of depends on the perspective. I agree with Lonnie. Grandpa's trying to keep his house. Lily's trying to find love. Herman's trying to learn what he is as a reanimation and somebody who is stricken. And they're all trying to learn or or figure out what they're supposed to do with their financial situation. So it's not really a set concrete plot, but correction, there is no plot, fuckers. There, there really is not a plot to There's this. so many plots, it was they were all lost. But nothing got solved. Yeah, is Just it, when you thought that, okay, the the brother getting Lester. the deed signed by Herman is the plot of it. Now Herman's in trouble. Nope. He signed it over and then whatever. It's like, we're, 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 we're moving to a different town. And then right. the Lester think, character oh, was like a throwaway character. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, he is a, he is the brother, but I mean, they- well, then he comes back that. at the very end for a MacGuffin's like, oh, by the way, here's your money. I invested it. Now you're rich. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, you, you don't, you're not really true to your character, I guess, but. Well, no. then you, you go with that, uh, the character Zoya Krupp, who's played by Catherine Schell. 
the witch lady or whatever that's <coughs> gonna put the spell on on them and stuff and come and get him. Okay, she's obviously the the was like grandpa's ex. Yeah, yeah, like she's gonna be the bad bad guy in this movie. Nope, she got the deed and she's done. It's like there was no like. I didn't get the deed. Okay, well, now I'm going to put the spell on you and kill you. No, it's like, got the deed. Here you go. Okay, bye. Yeah. And she just thanks. wanted her. She got her. She's like, all right, cool. But, but then, I mean, like at the very end, that's this is what I'm talking about. This is where I started to like it. When things did go black and white or when they started to cartoonize and, you know, they're driving in the car and they finally get to L.A. or Hollywood. Where, where was it? Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. And L.A., Hollywood, there are yeah. stones throw away from each other. They, uh... That's when I thought the movie was getting good. You know, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Like, the colors are so much better. <laughs> you the, thought wrong. Yeah. You know, but well, it, it just kind of, like, close to an end after the night. Well, yeah. And, and it's just, they didn't even, like, the, all the time and effort that went into rebuilding the house, the, the, the Munster's castle on Mockingbird Lane type thing. How long was the house even in the movie for? 20 minutes at most? Yeah. If the whole house? What? Yeah, uh, I uh, think even 13 minutes. The new house that they moved in. The new house, yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. one that's, oh. Their iconic what, yeah. 1313. Yeah. Yeah, Mockingbird, Mockingbird Lane. Mockingbird Lane, yeah. And it's just like, it was hardly, it was the very end of the movie. You hardly got, you got like one shot of it as like a whole. Otherwise, it was just bits and pieces of it in the background. I, I mean, I thought the movie was going to be based around them actually being there. Now, I mean, Grand, like you said, this could be a. Um, like a prequel. Prequel, or a- yeah. And I doubt anything would happen with it. It'd be a different director, I feel, because I don't think Rob Zombie would do another one. And maybe they will. Like, I thought at the end she was going to announce she's pregnant. That would have been a good tease to make a second one. But I don't even think at the time, halfway through shooting, he might even had a sting for the end. And he was like, nope, fuck it. Cutting it. Yeah. Let's just. Well, the the ending, the movie just abruptly ends. And that's not being sarcastic or anything. Yeah, the, it was, the brother it was shows up as bad I, as Neon I hit, Maniacs. I hit big in at the casino. Here's money, and then just throwing, jumping up and down, throwing money in the air, and that's it. It's like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Like, I don't know. Like, Rob, do you guys hear about the glass coffins? Remains to be seen. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> right now, Justin, I want you to do your best Herman Munster laugh. Like, I want this to be like you think you're Man. doing it exactly. I like I feel it. Like that? I, didn't I just do it? No. Isn't it a? Isn't it a hoe? <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel, I feel like that was pretty close. What did you say? Is Joe. It Joe. Joe! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he fucking did it. it fucking God did it. He I was thought, doing so well. I thought I thought we had no. Never mind. So let, let's talk about uh, Cassandra Peterson, Elvira, in this. <laughs> she to me, I feel like she didn't want to be there either. Well, I mean, I think I'm she, sure she was excited when she got the call. Like, hey, we're doing a Rob Zombie's doing a, a monsters thing. You want to be part of it? Fuck yeah, I'll be there. You get there, and it's full of neck The first person she sees is <laughs> Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman Monster. She's, she's like, like, what the fuck is this? I got conned again. And then she turns around, it's a room full of neckbeards who smell like, she's, I don't know what this room smelled like when Justin got here. Hollister. Hollister, uh, yeah. Garlic. And Justin's I, like, shit, shit. And she's all like, shit, someone's going to touch my boob today. <laughs> there are certain, like, and I feel like she might be one of those ones who like, 
shows up on set, kind of how he was saying, it's like, you show up on set and you're like, oh, this is what we're doing. I have no more faith in this. So. Well, yeah, she, I guess, I'm, I'm not even like being funny when I say the first person she saw was Jeff dressed up like Herman and she probably was just like, Oh, there's a Make-A-Wish kid here. <laughs> like, oh, like, I didn't know it was dress your kid up for like the character day. But uh, I don't know. He did an okay job trying to be a bumbling fool. I don't think he captured that like, wasn't the, the character though. I know. I think <laughs> that's like saying, "Yeah, that guy did a really great Michael and Jackson impression." <laughs> if Michael Jackson did country and was named Garth Brooks, <laughs> Corey Feldman. He would have probably been a better Herman <laughs> Munster. I mean, and I'm sorry, I, I, Jeff, he's a nice guy. I think he's done well. He's and, a great actor and, and, in the and, roles that are suited for yeah, him. Yeah, but like, and I'm friends with him on Facebook. And Not anymore. I feel, we yeah, should have called him up. Feel, well, you know, that could be something, but I, if, if that's the case, we're going to re-record this and we're all going to give it tens. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> what if he like unfriends you because of you? Scored it so high. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's yeah. <laughs> like, are you serious? This was like, a cash grab. Oh, I, I don't know. I I did like grandpa in the background looking at his play ghoul. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's from the original TV show, yeah. isn't it? And yeah. The one part that made me laugh, and it's really not that funny, was when Herman first gets to the castle. Oh, And he and grandpa yeah. are like shouting as grandpa's on the roof. And then it's when like grandpa gets mold down. With you in it. <laughs> And then when no. Grandpa comes down, he's just like still yelling. He's like, "Why are you yelling?" He's like, "I thought that's how we." Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought you liked it. I, yeah, I did laugh at that, but that was the only part the, I laughed. Though there were some very small, clever things in there. That was about it. But I feel like it shouldn't have been in a movie. It should have probably just been like a one-off, like a five-minute sketch or something. Yeah, but. Well, to try to wrap everything around, it was... <sighs> Rich, Richard Brake at the very beginning when he stumbles across that corpse that they're looking for and of the piano guy or whatever, and he's taking pictures right. and he's doing the different poses and stuff. Yeah. Like that right away, I was just like, and this is what we're in for. Like this is this Richard Brake, the guy that was fucking... What, what's that porn star's name that was in 31 and Devil's Rejects? Um, Loveless? No, no, not Loveless. Oh, fuck. Ginger Lynn? Yes, Ginger Lynn. That was the same guy that was in 31 fucking Ginger Lynn and a cheap motel. And now he's... he's like I will say he played the character well of the mad scientist. When they were in the lab and stuff like that, I think he played it very oh, well. Oh, you're talking Richard Brake. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I thought you said Jeff Phillips. No, we're past him. Oh. <laughs> so over him. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jeff Phillips is so time. good. I think Richard, no, you you just did it again. You just said Rich, Jeff Phillips is so good. Being sarcastic to what oh, you, okay. you God, just said. I'm just, give me my coke. You got it. <laughs> You're pretty. But Richard Brake, I think, was the to me the second best thing in this movie. Uh, I, like I said, when he was playing Nosferatu, when she was dating him, I thought he was very good at that. Like it just to me seemed like wow, I've never seen him act so much, and it was nice because he's a different character than what he has been in previous Rob Zombie movies. Now let's, let's talk about, we've touched on her here and there, but Sherry Moon and her portrayal of somebody else. Lily. I know it's your wife, man, and you want to have her and everything, but there comes a time when you're going to have to tell her, Hey hun, you're just not going to be cut out for you're, this. You're dog shit. You have you, to live with her though. I mean, like I said, there were little, so. There's little pieces here and there where it's like, okay, she has Lily's mannerisms down and her voice, but then she takes it too far and 
her oh, 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 like she like has this her voice just like stuttering yeah it's like i don't remember lily ever stuttering on the show i thought she was pretty straightforward when she would talk yeah they made them into idiots they're not idiots <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if that was a comedy choice. They thought was something that was there. No, the show wasn't based on people who were idiots. They were different because they were fucking monsters. The, the, the more I think about it and you saying stuff like that and knowing that Rob Zombie was kind of irked from the start of this, part of me wonders if he purposely told them things like, hey, you know what? You know how you've been practicing, Herman? I want you to Scratch play him like that. a dumbass. <laughs> okay. Like, they're like... They're, you're you're making them too creepy. They're not supposed to be monsters. They're supposed to be monsters. In your opening review, when you're talking about this, like some directors do tell certain actors to not get involved in like the stuff, like 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 John Cena with Peacemaker and all that. Like certain people taking on like these superhero roles who have like a whole tome of material to go through. But it's like, no, we're going to play it differently. Like, why, why would why would they do something like that? Like. I feel like if they want to do something, like use that as a template, but then bring your own. Well, Although you, I'm not against if, it entirely. If, but If you let actors take the role of designing their character all the time, then you'll have a whole fucking industry of Edward Norton's. <laughs> That's, well, here, he's amazing. Have you seen the Hulk? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. Here, here's the thing is when you – Rob Zombie, when he did his remake of Halloween, he wasn't trying to – make a shot for shot exact thing he kept true to the storyline but added on this is what i would have done this is why he got to this point and one of the things he did in that movie was malcolm mcdowell who played dr loomis right he told him not to watch because he knew he hadn't seen any of the original halloweens he told him not to watch any of the old halloween movies because he didn't want to have him he didn't want his portrayal of Dr. Loomis to be like, um, fuck, I'm pulling a Justin here. I'm forgetting names. Hey. The original Dr. Loomis, the actor. Donald Pleasance. Yes, Donald Pleasance. So that was that was neat because I Malcolm McDowell played a completely different and Dr. Loomis. Great, and, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like with this movie, I feel like he told majority of them to – Play it like the uh, the original character, but then there was like other ones where he's like, "Do your own thing," and it's like, I think you all need to be on the same page. Either you're all are doing a new character, new version of this character, or you're all trying to be exactly what's already been done in the TV series. And uh, I don't know. I, I I hate to say this, but I think Rob Zombie's film career is coming to an end. I think he's got one, Didn't he maybe say two more films in him. That I think this was his eighth movie. So I think he's going to do maybe 10. He needs one more big hit. I think if his next movie is a hit again, I think he might stick around for a couple more. He's getting up there in age. He is. He looked old on the making of. Like, I'm like, wow, getting He's getting up there, and I'm sure. There was uh, an article I read that he's going to try to redo Trolls. Troll? Mm. Troll, Yeah. Like troll Uh, as in troll or troll as in trolls? Like which one? Because trolls with an S is a kid's movie. Oh my God, they're going to eat a, or whatever. Troll. Yeah, troll K. That was Troll 2. I think you're full of shit. There's no way he's, because you got that goddamn smirk Don't look at my smirk in my eyes. Don't look at my eye smirks. Uh, Anyways. Let's, let's. Omaha, Nebraska's native Jorge Garcia in here. I think, because I, I really liked his character in this one. Uh, I think one of the reasons why he's I also a liked, Omaha native. Yeah, he's oh, the guy who's who started Lost. He was yeah. 
I think that was his first role before he took on. Yeah. I didn't know he was a Omaha native. Yeah. Oh, um, he, I think I'm also kind of biased to him in this one too, because he looks like one of our, another fellow director, (laughs) just a lot bigger. Joshua Waxman. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I, see a little I was bit in thinking the, in, in the some face. of these pictures, he looked like Aaron Gum. That too, mainly because of the hair. But <laughs> yeah. I don't see Waxman or Aaron Gum. His character reminded me of the character of Guy in the Mystery of the Manor. Yeah, yeah. But who was modeled after Aaron Gum? <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche, touche, touche. All right. But what were you saying about him? You're just biased to him. You think he? I think he was probably one of the better things in this whole movie. Just, I mean, it wasn't really much of the main cast. It was just like his character. Grandpa's character was pretty good. I didn't really hate his character. I didn't think he was like. I mean, he was the closest to the family as a portrayal. Yeah, you know what scared me the most about this movie? Roderick Hill's forehead. <laughs> I'm looking at it on that. I, yeah, I heard that they did the advanced screening on this for. <laughs> oh man! Like you can consider that a forehead because you could see the hairline. Maybe I'm stupid, but what character did he play, Mister Goodberry? I'm not picturing what character that was. <laughs> My mind went blank. Did you say Roger Hill? Roderick, Roderick Hill. If you're on IMDb and you. <laughs> And you look at type in the monsters and look at his profile picture. It's really mean. We're bullies. Jeez. <laughs> That's messed up, Justin. <laughs> oh man. It doesn't. He was Mr. Goodberry. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Four. <laughs> Mr. No. Six okay. Berry. So uh Let's go on to what we what we would change. I'll start. I think, that, I think that's what this <laughs> no, review was. What would change the DVD? <laughs> no, here, here's the biggest thing that I would change with that, and it's what I was hoping was going to be the case when I heard that this movie was first announced that Rob Zombie was going to be making it. It should have been a dark version of the monsters. Yeah, it, it, it should have been. You could still add your your humor into it here and there, but I think it should have been. R-rated. They should have been dropping F-bombs. There should have been some like hokey deaths in it, but I just feel like that that would have been a much better, and it would have been different than the TV show, obviously, and it would have fit along the lines of what Rob Zombie normally does. And then the other thing is, the, the two big things is recast Lily and Herman. Yeah. Yeah. Kinker. I agree. Yeah, I would the the cinematics were just awful. If you can't do it in black and white, don't do it. See, I don't uh, like. I did and, like the the vibrancy, especially like towards the very end. Yeah, if they couldn't get away with what they wanted to do, I think they might have made the right choice. I think if it would have looked normal, it would have looked bad. I think they went not getting their way though. I I honestly think if you can't get it in black and white. And you're going with this concept, with it being the humor, just don't do it. Yeah. If you can't get what you want, just, you know, scrap it. Save the $9 million you were going to spend for budget on this movie and 
I just I feel like Rob Zombie has enough money to where he could finance his own films and yeah. he could distribute it why, himself. Yeah, I don't I don't see why he wouldn't with a big yeah. You don't make as much money in music as you think you do. Yeah, like but there's a lot of overheads in music. Really, with playing music, you're just trying to break even. Well, and he puts but a he lot has of a bigger theatrics yeah. into his show, his concerts and stuff. Yeah, too, and so. that's not not cheap. Like you, granted, like people like Rob Zombie and stuff like that, they'll make anywhere from sixty to a hundred thousand dollars a show. Which, granted, a sixty to a hundred thousand dollar guarantee for a show, whether one person or a thousand people is there, that's good money. But when you're spending fifty thousand dollars on pyrotechnics and twenty thousand dollars on this and ten thousand on that, and you're only making eight to nine thousand dollars a show. I mean, that's that's not a lot when you got to pay for bus gas. And- but that's just that's just that. I mean, like, he's got a lot of revenue and stuff with like his his uh, expos and all this, like uh, with the movies, and I mean, he, he gets some sort of product. I mean, they got to buy the booth too. They Pocket got- change for them, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like he, he and even if it wasn't money out of his own pocket, if he started his own crowdfunding yeah. campaign, it would he would itself, easily yeah. yeah he would or, easily get oh, the money absolutely. to make to make a movie. And it's just like, and he has nobody to answer to above him. Like I know with the Halloween movies and it being the Weinstein's, I know he especially on part two he didn't he had a hell of a time and didn't really care for it because the Weinstein's were very assholes, yeah. which we all know about later, but. But yeah, I really think that his next movie should be 100% crowdfunded. I'd donate to it, depending on what it is. If it's like The Monsters 2, I'd be like, well, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Justin, anything <laughs> you would change in particular? So, I would probably give Sherry Moon a chance if this was a darker version. Maybe yeah. even Phillips, but... <laughs> I don't but, think so. Oh, I mean, I couldn't tell if it was like, like I said, I... I his acting seemed as though he was trying to be Bruce Campbell or Brendan Fraser, and it, it came out strong. I, I, I no, I don't know what his acting was. Just if I attempted to play Herman Munster, that's it. it, it came it, out acting like Ed Harris. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So we'll be, by the time this gets posted, this episode, hopefully we'll get John's. Uh, and put rating on it. So he hasn't uh, seen it yet. So yeah, he's probably not gonna but, now after hearing our input. Yeah, four point five. Whew, that's uh, one of our lower ones, and I hate having Rob Zombie's name attached to that. But well, if it's any consolation, House of a Thousand Corpses got a fifteen, so we could take five off of that, and nah, we could take two off of that. We got fifteen. What do you mean? Like it's a fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Nothing will ever compare to the House of a Thousand Corpses that Rob Zombie no. will ever do. Not not even the fact that one of the times Compense. I seen it, there was a guy masturbating in the theater. I'm sorry, but it was like, that good. Like the, eat your wife's eat your wife's pussy. Oh, you can't say that. So okay, who who's got the next pick? I do. Oh, great. Here we go. Sirlani. What what are we gonna watch that nobody's ever heard of? I'm actually gonna do something we've never done before with our movies. And I was going to make you have to actually work for it, but I knew you'd complain, so I didn't, and I made it a little bit easier. This is true. We're going to actually watch an anthology movie, so we have multiple things to talk about rather than just one movie. So I have to watch three movies? Urban Legends? See, I told you he was going <laughs> to complain. No, I was going to make you no, watch multiple no. that's multiple a, episodes that's of not a, a show. That's a preposition. But no, I'm just going to make us watch an anthology movie. Okay. So next week, 
for my pick, we're going to be watching the anthology classic, 1985's Cat's Eye. Oh, Stephen King? Yeah. Right on. Great. It's only three. It's only three short films, so. Oh. Have you seen him before? I don't believe so. Okay. Great. It's got a young Drew Barrymore in it, James Wood, Alan King, Kenneth McKillen, Robert Hayes. It's it's a great movie. It's it's a pretty good one. It's got trolls. It's got smokers. It's got just about everything you can love in it. I can't remember what the first movie's about. Cream pie. First section's about. Anyway, Jeremy, go ahead and send us home for the night. So that was our BPT movie review of. Rob Zombie's 2022 The Monsters. Uh, check it out. I know I know we bagged on it, but you know it's definitely something to check to, to watch. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. Um, it's weird to say a Rob Zombie movie is family friendly, so you can have the kiddos watch it with you if you want to. But it looks like on our next movie review, we will be doing the anthology Cat's Eye. Looking forward to seeing that. Seeing, I saw the uh, cover of it, the poster of it with Drew Barrymore, and I've always wondered about that movie and never watched it. So yeah, it, it's we'll, truly a great one. We'll definitely watch watch that one. Um, our next episode of BPT will be released next week. Stay tuned for that. I don't know when is this getting released. This upcoming Monday from today. So Thanksgiving's over. Hopefully everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, it's Cyber Monday. Go out and actually don't go out. Stay home and support your um, local. Your local by shopping with them for this holiday season. So and, and not getting the diseases. That's the best thing about. Are you cyber. guys doing? Are you guys doing a Cyber Monday? I'll be. I try to do cyber every day. I mean, like Monday, his store. Or is your store? Oh, doing it? you're talking about that cybering? Yeah. Oh, I. <laughs> Whoops. Um, I mean, yeah, we do stuff. We. Uh, whatchamacallit, advertise for it, so. But I will actually not be working on that Monday, so boom. I will be cybering at home, the other kind of cybering that Lonnie's talking about, so. Cyber sticksing. All right. So anyways, that's our episode for this one. Like us on all social media platforms. For John, who's not here, there's Justin, Lonnie, and I'm Jeremy, and we will see you next time. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This concludes our broadcast day.